This is the Fantasy Football Zone. Yes, fantasy football. Beautiful women all in the end zone cooking up nothing but brats, burgers, steaks, and your favorite preferred beverage. Yes, that's fantasy football. No? Ah, here I was getting all excited. Richard, were you watching Spank Revision? Can't you tell by the way I walk? Oh, you better tuck that in. I'm gonna get that caught on a tripwire. Here's PJ and Todd. Hey, welcome back, Fantasy Football Zone, the Turkey Day edition. And I'm PJ. Over there, we've got. Hey, I'm Todd. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm I'm doing good. I mean, fantasy was wild, of course. Capped off with the big. Monday nighter with the Rams and Chiefs, and hey, it lived up to expectations. Usually, when we build these games, you know, we top them up. Oh, they're going to score a lot of points. They usually don't, but man, they lived up to it on Monday night. Uh, that was a fun game. I, I mean, it's, we had talked about the total last week. I saw somewhere it was the highest total in an NFL game since 1986, and it was 64 at kickoff. And uh, yeah, they got that pretty easily. <laughs> I was uh, I was up by 55 points in one league. I had no one going Monday night. I was going against a combo of Goff, Robert Woods, and Harrison Butker, and I lost by a half a point. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, yes. I, had, uh, I had already locked mine down by Monday night. I had Robert Woods going against Brandon Cooks, but thanks to uh, Zeke Elliott and Aaron Jones, I had already distanced myself mm. to a win, which was nice. I mean, yeah, I mean, those were wild scores last week. You saw the Saints blow out the Eagles. I mean, I mean, the fantasy teams, the top fantasy teams, they kept it pouring on last week, and, and that helped out those owners. Yeah, no, I mean, it was uh, it was funny. Speaking of the Saints, we, we had joked about, oh, they're, they're not using a second receiver, and then Trick One yeah, Smith has yeah. a uh, huge game. And, and your suggestion of Kirkwood, I had to laugh because I watched, you know, I was I was really tuned in the first half of that. And like the first quarter, Kirkwood had three big first down conversions. I'm like, I think Todd's <laughs> on to something here. He's going to blow up this game. Now, those yeah, are the only three catches. That's all he had the whole yeah. game, but I had to laugh too whenever he had a good <laughs> first quarter. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, here comes Kirkwood. He's going to blow it up as Todd predicted, just like you predicted the Trubisky six-touchdown game earlier this year. Here we go again. But, yeah, th- th- that was it after that, I guess. Yeah, Kirkwood uh, started strong and then faded. And for the record, that was more of a joke to me. Like, hey, go play Kirkwood. So I hope you didn't play yeah. Kirkwood. Well, here we are, Thanksgiving Day. I've got to share a very quick draft story. I would always look ahead to who was playing on Thanksgiving. You always knew the Givens, the Lions, and the Cowboys, and now we had that third game. So the joke was in my league, they always knew what kicker I was drafting so I would have something to do on Thanksgiving to watch the game and have a little more interest. Jason Hansen for the Lions was always one of my go-to picks, except for one year, a guy who was being an ass in our league, he jumped me, and he got him. And I was I, I never let that happen ever again. The next year, I, I maybe picked him a round or two early just so my Thanksgiving plans would be, uh, I would have a attention drawn to the game on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I took Dan Bailey this year. Oh, no. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, your Thanksgiving plans are screwed up. No. <laughs> but it's always fun to have a guy or two play it on, on Thanksgiving. You're right. I mean, you want to have something to root for watching those games. And 
I mean, now you have Atlanta, New Orleans on, on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. That that should be the the doozy out of the three. Yeah, no, we, I was just talking to somebody around here. The problem is you've got these great, you know, got a lot of these fantasy players. A lot of your points are most likely going to be coming Thursday night this week, and then you're like, oh, i got to wait till the weekend. I, I, I don't know if I like that feeling or not. Hoping they pan out on Thursday night because it could be a long weekend if they don't. Yeah, you know, I had, I had Aaron Jones and Russell Wilson playing last week, yeah. so that was the case for me on Thursday night. And luckily, they, they both did well and, and kind of set me up for a, a solid weekend. But, uh, yeah, if you have a bad day on Thursday, then you just have to kind of <laughs> sit and wait. And this is getting to crunch time. Yes, it is. Fantasy playoffs right on the horizon, so let's get right into it. They'll kick it off 11.30 always, the tradition in Detroit. It's the Bears and Lions. Mitchell Trubisky, a little banged up with the shoulder. Uh, what do you think in this one? Well, he's, you know, I would keep an eye on it because I've seen back and forth that they're optimistic that he's going to play. Um, you know, if he doesn't, I believe that Chase Daniel is the Bears' back. Yeah. It would be Chase Daniel time. That would that would make me lean towards not really wanting to play a ton of their receivers. Mm-hmm. I think you still got to play uh, Cohen and Howard, especially if Trubisky's out. Uh, you know, so keep an eye on that if you you own Bears, who the quarterback is before the game kicks tomorrow morning. Yeah, and on the Lions side, I know Carryon Johnson left last week's game with an injury. He had a pretty good game, so keep an eye on him. He he's I think believe questionable. And uh, Marvin Jones as well. I'm, I'm not sure of his status. I, I can't remember. I know Galladay had the huge game against the Panthers, but I think he's also a game-timer too. That's a weird game, right, because the Bears' defense has obviously looked very strong. The Vikings scored some late points on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. But Detroit is always a different team on Thanksgiving for some reason. Yep. So I, I know the initial thought is to not really play a lot of Lions, but when they played in Soldier Field a couple of weeks ago, I believe that what was like a 34 to 20 something game. And so, you know, if, if they're playing from behind, Stafford's going to have to be slinging it. So you're going to want to have your, your lions receivers in there. Up next in, of course, Redskins, Cowboys, Redskins coming in. It's Colt McCoy's team now, as again, Alex Smith is out. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of Adrian Peterson featured for the Redskins in this one against the Cowboys. Yeah. Colt played okay against, Houston, you know, they, they hung in there after Alex Smith's horrific injury. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, hopefully everything goes okay for him. But, man, that was just bad. I, you know, other than, other than Peterson, it wasn't like the Washington receivers were doing a whole lot with Alex Smith. Um, yeah. Dallas's defense has played pretty well, especially at home. Obviously, you have Zeke. I guess you give our, Amari Cooper another try. I mean, at this point, they're trying to get him the ball, but he's yeah. had two pretty just average games the first couple of games with Dallas. So mm-hmm. for me, he's a toss-up. I mean, one positive I did see about Amari Cooper is Ezekiel Elliott did mention uh, that he has changed their offense, he said, for the better. So if he's saying that, your star running back saying that Cooper's helping change the offense, you know, that gives you a little confidence to play him, I guess, from week on, week in and week out. A lot more confidence than when he was, say, on the Raiders earlier this year. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, they went into Philadelphia and won when they were eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. They beat Atlanta as an underdog on, on Sunday. They're obviously favored pretty big on Thursday with Colt McCoy playing quarterback. But, yeah, I mean, Zeke, Zeke has got to be right. I mean, the offense has started to produce a lot more than when he got there. I just, you know, I don't know if, if Cooper, for me, 
I almost lean towards sitting him this week just because Washington's secondary is pretty strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have to play him, you have to play him. But if you have a better option, I'd really think about that. Well, speaking of good receiver options, we got the Sunday nighter and, and good quarterbacks as well that should be putting up some points. Falcons and Saints, they uh, did battle earlier this year. The game got in the 50s and upper 40s. So, um, yeah, they're going to definitely put some points on, and uh, it's a great way to cap off uh, Thanksgiving with the uh, Falcons and Saints. Yeah, I mean, you're playing everybody. If you have Saints, yep. if you have Falcons, you're playing them all. Uh, Smith is questionable going into the game. you got to keep an eye on that. It may fall into the, the conversation we had about the Saints really not having a second yeah. receiver if, if he's out on Thursday night. But it's a no-brainer. You're playing everybody on Thursday night. And I know Calvin Ridley, too, is still questionable as he's dealing with some injuries, so keep an eye on that. But uh, he had a pretty big game the last time. I think that was his uh, – he had a two- or three-touchdown game against him earlier on in the season. So if he's ready to go, he may be uh, a good option as well for uh, – for you on uh, Thursday nights. And, and the Saints, I'll tell you what, no mercy. They just yeah. kicked the snot out of Philadelphia, and they never took the foot off the gas. I mean, if you are if you own Saints players, you love seeing it. Exactly. <laughs> You're not getting conservative. You're not running the ball out. And i gotta, you got to say this, uh, you know, Kamara owners, you, you, you're one of them. You saw Mark Ingram now starting to get more touches, and they have made a point of that. I've heard, too, on the broadcast that ever since he's come back, it's almost – a dead even split on carry. So are you still heading into fantasy playoffs? I know Kamara's getting the receptions. They're lining them out all over. But is there still a concern about him not getting enough work here to help you, you know, win in the most important time of the year? Well, I think with as many uh, targets as he's getting in the receiving game, I think it makes up for the, the carries on the ground. Obviously, the problem with Kamara is if you're going to get a touchdown out of them, it's probably going to have to be a 10-yarder or more because you know they're going to use Ingram when they get down by the goal line or maybe even Taysom Hill. They've used him a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he was second in target tomorrow was over the last four weeks. Uh, yeah, I, I'm comfortable with him. All right, so we're done with Thanksgiving, and we are on to Sunday noon matchups. We'll start off with the Browns coming off the bye. They are going to be facing the Bengals. The Bengals this week, now they say more optimistic that A.J. Green is going to be back for them uh, coming up in this one. The Bengals, man, they're really struggling. Yeah, their defense hasn't really slowed anybody down. So, I mean, uh, I, I would have been playing Jarvis Landry all year, but, I mean, I would definitely have him in the, the lineup. I mean, I feel like the Browns are going to swing it around a little bit, and this could be a little higher scoring than some people think. Uh, Bengals-wise, I mean, you know who you're playing there. You have Boyd, you have Mixon. If you're really going to stretch it, I guess take a look at Ross, but that's that's about all yeah. you got for Cincinnati. Yeah, and Nick Chubb, good to get him back. I missed him last week at running back, so it's uh, good to see him back. I thought I'd never say that about a Cleveland Brown player coming off a bye, but I, I'm happy that he's back. <laughs> he should have a nice game against Cincinnati. Yeah. They've given up some points for running back a la Gus Edwards. <laughs> exactly out of nowhere we'll get to that in a moment here uh we got 49ers and buccaneers on the docket next Jameis winston your backup ex starting quarterback as the uh, buccaneers i mean this team the one thing is they put up points so if you're a fantasy owner you like that but the problem is you don't know which i mean besides mike evans there's no constant on who that other receiver is going to be in that tampa bay offense on who's scoring you the points not at all. You know, O.J. Howard went on IR. Cameron Brait, uh, I'm going to personally try to pick him up because I had O.J. Howard and just looking over the, the tight ends. I mean, 
Brace obviously going to be the number one in Tampa now. So if you had OJ Howard, you need to pick somebody up. Maybe take a look at Brace. But you know, Peyton Barber had a nice game last week, but he's he's shown flashes and dropped back. To your point, you know, Evans and, and your Niners, right? If you have any Niners, yeah. I'd feel comfortable playing them. Or if you wanted to pick somebody up, I mean, Goodwin, I believe is still questionable. But I mean, if he's out on a waiver wire, the the, the Tampa defense has shown once again that. They're just not very good. Other than that Washington blip on the radar, their defense has been pretty bad. Yeah, and they have 49ers. Maybe Matt Breida comes back with a huge game. I, I don't know, Case, because uh, Saquon had a huge game against that Buccaneers defense last week. So I don't know if whoever the Niners decide to feature at running back because it seems to be different and coming off the bye here, but that, that'll be interesting as well. I was wrong. I said Saquon would have two touchdowns last week. Yeah. He had three. My yeah, bad. Way off. <laughs> We're up to Jaguars and Bills. Yes, the Bills, they're back off the bye week. The Jags, man, I I can't believe this team is 3-7. and seven. I, I, I know the Fournette injury put them back on offense, but, man, they've really been featuring him since he's been back. They're not worried about that injury anymore because I think he's had uh, 25 and 27 carries respectively, or, or I've got that jumbled around. But they've really featured him in the games, but I – for a team that was passing as well as they were in the early part of the season, I think Bortles only had 100 yards last week. So, I mean, it's it, it's bad if you have to own a Jaguars quarterback or receiver right now. Yeah, and Buffalo's pass defense is, is ranked, I believe, in the top five, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not going to get any easier. Uh, I mean, I have Dante Moncrief. Robert Woods is on a bye this week. So I got I to gotta plug one of my bench receivers into that role. I just, I don't know. I mean, he's Easter <laughs> fam. And honestly, if I'm a Jags owner, unless it's Fournette, I'm not playing any of them unless I have to. Yeah. Uh, Bills, you know, I mean, it, it's the same thing it's been all year. They scored a little better against the Jets. Shady McCoy may be a good play, but outside of that, that's about it. Seahawks at Panthers we've got coming up as well. Noon game in uh, Carolina. Uh, looks like Doug Baldwin, Russell Wilson, they're getting back uh, connected together. Had a pretty good game against the Packers Thursday night, as well as Chris Carson, despite his early fumble that scared the heck out of me because I had him going and I thought, oh, great. He's going to be riding the pine, but Pete Carroll uh, hung with him in that game and against this Panthers team that, uh, well, they, they tried to go for the win against Detroit and it didn't quite work out. I know everyone was blasting Ron Rivera, but I didn't see anything wrong with it. You play to win the game, right, Coach Edwards? Yeah, I mean, you try to get two, you try, you're trying to pick up two yards, right? I get the yeah. defense is paid to stop you, but especially with a quarterback like Cam Newton, I feel like the success rate is going to be higher than than usual. It just didn't work out for him. And how about DJ Moore? He had a huge yeah. game. Um, I know he's still out on some waiver wires. If you need a receiver, uh, you know he might be somebody worth picking up and playing against mm-hmm. Seattle. Carolina is one of those teams I, I don't understand, right? Yeah. I thought they'd go in and play well against the Steelers, got blasted on Thursday night a couple of weeks ago. thought they'd go in and take care of Detroit pretty easily. They didn't. Uh, it was a much closer game than I thought it should have been. I, it's always hard for those teams traveling from the West Coast playing the noon kickoff on the East Coast, right? They always mm-hmm. talk about that. And you actually have two of them this week. That I, I can, three yep. of them, actually, yep. that I can think of off the top of my head. The San Fran Tampa we talked about, of course, Seattle, Carolina. And the next and then, one. Uh, Oakland going to Baltimore. Yep. So, I mean, anytime you have those games, you kind of have to look at that, that noon start for the West Coast teams. I like Carolina in this game. Um, I think Seattle will be playing a little bit of catch-up. So, Tyler Lockett, another receiver you might want to look at if, if you have him on your roster. And Devin Funches for the Panthers. Man, I, I thought he was going to be in big – Big things this year, 
man, he's been a disappointment. But I guess that's where the more connection comes in with DJ Moore. They've got, you know, he's got more of a connection with Cam Newton right now. Well, yeah, between Moore and even Samuel. Samuel, yeah. you know, caught a couple of uh, touchdowns here in the past few weeks. It just doesn't seem like Funches and Newton are on the same page. No. Uh, then we got Raiders at Ravens. Uh, well, quite the debut for Lamar Jackson. They're running him. <laughs> he had 27 rushing attempts. He threw the ball a little bit, had an INT, but, I mean, you got to look at that. I'm not saying go grab him right now, but he, he's got he's putting up those, I want to say, not quite Mike Vick numbers, but that's my comparison. Of course, he's a running quarterback, but fantasy-wise, that's what I'm going to compare it to because that's what it is. He's getting you the rushing yards, which last week he got you doubled up double-digit points just by running the ball. Yeah, look, if you have Goff or you have Mahomes this week, both on bye, obviously, and you yeah. need somebody and or you don't love your backup, and Lamar, Lamar Jackson is playing, you got to make sure because there's still the question mark, will it be Flacco, will it be Jackson? And I mean, against the Raiders' defense, pick him up and play him, even if it's just for a week. That's what I think. Because it's the Raiders. Exactly. And the Raiders, I mean, yeah, they slowed down Arizona a little bit, but it's Arizona. And same with Gus Edwards. If Lamar Jackson is starting – and you can grab Gus Edwards and need to play him for a Kareem Hunt or a Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. grab Gus Edwards. But again, that is if Lamar Jackson is playing because he's going to have those read packages again, and that's pretty much why Collins was non-existent last week. Exactly. All right, we've got Patriots at the Jets. Uh, the Patriots coming off the bye week. Jets as well. In fact, the whole AFC East coming off the bye week this week. Um, I'm not loving any Jets. Patriots, of course, play your usuals. Yeah, I mean, if you have Patriots, you're playing them against the Jets. The Bills just put a bunch of points up on them. So, I mean, yeah, if you got Patriots, play them. Jets, they're the Jets. <laughs> exactly right. Even uh, Patriots defenses, I'm still seeing they're on the waiver wire in some locations. I, I picked them up, especially for this week, uh, hoping for big things against this putrid Jets offense. So, check them out. Patriots, Jets, that's another noon game. Uh, let's see. We got Giants and Eagles, big NFC East matchup, and uh, Saquon Barkley just keeps on pounding away at, at the record books. I mean, this guy—he's living like we last talked about last week. He's living up to all the expectations and exceeding them. And I think he's going to have another big week against uh, Eagles defense that's really struggling. Yeah, the only thing that scares me about the Eagles defense is, man, you want to talk about having their pride hurt last week. Yeah. <laughs> do they do they show up and, and step up, or do they continue to give up a lot of uh, points and a lot of yardage? I mean, obviously, if you're an Odell or Saquon, I would even play Evan Ingram. I'd have all those guys going, and, and your Eagles. Uh, you know, Josh Adams had a nice, long run for a touchdown last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, they're using too many of the running backs to, to feel good about any of the, the Eagle running backs in my book. I mean, if you have Zach Ertz, that's who I'm playing. And otherwise I'm taking a long look at all of my Eagles. Okay. And I was going to ask you about the Adams thing. I know we talked about it last week, but I get another question about it. So out of those Eagles backs, do I pick Josh Adams? I say yes, but I don't have a whole lot of confidence. So if you have other options, I would go with them, but it seems like more and more they are giving Adams, who they drafted up somewhat high, and you know probably giving him as many chances as he can to succeed here with uh, the injuries and whatnot that they're using at running back right now. Yeah, I like Adams, you know, and I think he had. I want to say he had a fourteen or fifteen last week. I mean, I have him on the bench in two of my leagues, I, and they keep saying we're going to give him more touches. We're going to give him more touches. 
yes, I mean, I'm fine with you playing him. If, if you have him in a flex position or you absolutely need a running back too, they still just haven't shown me that they're going to make him the featured back yet, which makes me a little nervous. Then we're on to the afternoon games, Cardinals and the uh, Chargers coming up uh, first. I mean, the Cardinals offense, they're starting to put up some points. David, the, the main guys you want in fantasy, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, they're finally featuring them. They're getting the points up. Josh Rosen had a decent start as well last week. So, I mean, that's good things for the Cardinals. Chargers, man, uh, I mean, they, they're still putting up points, but uh, a tough loss against uh, Denver last week. I wonder what, how they're going to react uh, this Sunday. Yeah, and if Larry Fitzgerald is still on your waiver wire because he's on the waiver wire in two of my leagues, I pick him up. He had yeah. two touchdowns last week. It looks like he's Rosen's go-to guy. I, I don't understand why. It Fitzgerald took... is still on the waiver wire in league. Yeah. Um, so if you need a receiver, grab Fitzgerald. Yeah, I mean, disappointing loss for the Chargers. They were up, what, uh, 20... 20 to, 19 to 7 at one point. Yeah. They missed the extra point, and then they ended up losing on the last second. You know, it was, it was yeah. 19 to 7, and they ended up losing 23 to 22. Yeah. Uh, it just, yeah, that was, that was a tough one. But, I mean, you're still playing, you're still playing your big Chargers. And then we've got the Dolphins at the Colts. Uh, Ryan Tannenhill going to be making his first start in five games for the Dolphins, so that could be a positive for anything on the Dolphins' offense. He's got to be better than Brock Osweiler. Against the Colts, who, uh, I mean, a lot of features on their offensive line the last couple weeks, but now that Colts offense dealing with injuries on the offensive line, and it looked like T.Y. Hilton was back with Andrew Luck, but uh, with those injuries, we'll find out uh, how the Colts are going to react this week. Yeah, you know, and Ebron disappeared last yeah. week, so had a huge game and then disappeared. Uh, it still seems like the Colts' uh, offense is, is clicking. Uh, Miami's defense has been struggling a little bit. I would I would have my main Colts in there, T.Y. Hilton. I'd have Marlon Mack, Andrew Luck, obviously. I would still be playing Ebron if I had him and look for him to have a bounce-back week. Mm-hmm. And, and for the Dolphins, say, uh, you know, you see Danny Amendola out there or Devontae Parker, or you see somebody like a Dolphins receiver. With Tannenhill back, does that give you a little more confidence to uh, pick him up and, and if you have to start him this week? Yeah, Devontae Parker, uh, last time I saw he was questionable. Okay, uh, yeah. But, but you know, Parker didn't really do a whole lot whenever Tannehill was there. I mean, exactly. He was more yeah. getting points whenever Osweiler was there. I with Tannehill back for the first week, I'd be uh, cautious, I guess, mm-hmm. is how I, yeah. would, how I would label it. I would be real cautious with any Dolphins. Exactly. So, again, that's Dolphins and Colts. We're on to Steelers and Broncos. Then up next, man, the Steelers. I, that was a lot of my big players. They're Steelers and they're Falcons. And through three quarters last week, both of those teams only scored nine points, and it was the Falcons' nine points. The Steelers were shut out. Through three quarters, then they finally turned it on in the fourth quarter, and they came back and won against the Jags. But that was a little concerning to see from the Steelers. But uh, they got the Broncos in Denver. Going to be a tough matchup uh, this week. But as we always say, start your Steelers. Yeah, you know, and we talked about this last week. I mean, that was pretty much a must-win for Jacksonville last week if they wanted to do anything as far as the playoffs. Yep. or the, the AFC South, and they almost had it, right? They had it right mm-hmm. down to the, the last two seconds, so then they couldn't hang on to it. Um, so they played well. Again, yeah, I'm playing all my Steelers. If you're Denver owners, you have Lindsey and you have uh, Emmanuel Sanders. That's pretty much the two guys I'm looking at. Yeah, that's McManus. He's a clutch kicker now. <laughs> well, you know, they are back home, so he can kick yeah. one of those 50-yarders, but – 
Yeah, I mean, what? That was like a 30-yarder to yes. kick right down the middle. It's yes. like, dude, if McManus misses this one, it's going to be a long trip back to Denver. But uh, him and Carlson both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's that's it. Steelers, Broncos in that one. Then we're on to Sunday night. It's the Packers and the Vikings, the rematch of the tie from earlier this season. And, uh, I mean, both these teams, they're, they're coming in and they're struggling. So, I don't know. This is going to be uh, interesting. They might put up big points against each other, and they might not. Uh, it'll be interesting Sunday night. Well, this is the Packers' last stand. If they lose this one, I feel like they're done. Uh, I mean, their December schedule sets up pretty nicely. Uh, three of their five games are at home. The only the, the, I'm, granted, one of them is Atlanta, but Atlanta at Lambeau in the second week of December yeah. is, a, is, a, is a different thing altogether. Mm-hmm. If the Packers don't perform on Sunday night, I don't know if they're ever going to perform. I mean, they have to win this game. Aaron Jones has finally looked like what I thought he was going to look like all year. Um, you know, Valdez Scantling had a, a really down week in Seattle last week. Didn't get a ton of targets. Look for him to bounce back. Uh, you know, if you absolutely need a tight end, you could take a look at either Kendricks or Lewis because it sounds mm-hmm. like Graham is going to try to give it a go with a thumb, but a broken thumb, that's it's pretty hard to play yeah. with. Um, Nonetheless, you know, catch as, the ball. Yeah, right. As yeah. far as the Vikings go, um, I look I look for them to bounce back and, and have a pretty decent night. I mean, they were fine in the second half of the Bears game. They just didn't do anything in the first half. Um, I, I, I think there will be some points put up on the board. Uh, I just, you know, the Packers aren't the offense that they've been the past few years. Yeah, there's there's still something to miss there. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is or if it's just – I I know they talk about who's calling the plays. If it's either uh, McCarthy or is it Rodgers when they're coming out of the huddle, and it, there seems to be some kind of disconnect there. And and I noticed it as well again Thursday night where they're always getting out of the huddle with about I, ten seconds left to go, and then they're rushing up to the line and they got to burn timeouts, and then they couldn't challenge some plays later on in that game. I I, I just uh, the off yeah, like you said, the offense there is just not humming along like it used to. On the Vikings side of things, man, Dalvin Cook just continues to disappoint. I had to start him last week because I had a couple running backs on by. I felt good about starting him last week because of the performance he had against Detroit on limited carries, and then coming off a bye week, should have been good to go, and uh, the Bears' defense, they contained him, and just another disappointing Dalvin Cook performance. I mean, this... On paper, tells you, oh, this is going to be the matchup he's going to break up, but I don't, I still can't trust to start him this week. Yeah, it's, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, the Packers' defense is one of those where you don't really know what you're going to get out of them. I think, I personally think Thielen and Diggs are going to have big games uh, against the Packers' secondary. Um, you know, we'll see. I know that, that Cook coming out of the backfield for receiving yards could be a nice matchup for him. We'll just see if they utilize it or not. I mean, it's, it's he, he's a toss-up, right? That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be fifty-fifty if he's going to boomer. He's one of those fantasy boomer bust players that uh, give you owners nightmares week in and week out, as uh, you don't know what to expect from him from week in and week out. So that'll be the uh, Sunday night matchup, and then we wrap up all week twelve with a dandy on Monday night: the Tennessee Titans and the uh, Houston Texans. And on the Tennessee side of things. You never know what this team is going to do. They are so unpredictable. They're up against the Patriots. They have a big game 
And then they just lay a dud against the Colts. And then you got the Texans. They continue to be consistent out there, put up some decent fantasy numbers. So, I mean, it's pretty good for uh, if you're ending the week, you need a maybe a Monday night comeback with uh, Houston players that could bode well for you coming up this week. Yeah, I mean, Demarius Thomas completely disappeared last week against yep. Washington, right? So <laughs> the question with him pops up again. Do you play him or not? Yep. you got to watch to see if uh, Mariota is going to be going on Monday night or not, because otherwise you have Blaine Gabbert. Uh, uh, Corey Davis, right? We were like, oh, he's back. Yep. He's gonna, there it he's is. Corey yep. Davis, we thought he was, and then goes in Indianapolis and pretty much laid an egg as that whole offense did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, if I, if I have any Titans, I'm, I'm not counting on them to get me a win on Monday night. I, I'm, I'm only playing them if I have to. Texans, you know who you're playing. Demarius Thomas, for me, if if it's a starter sit question, I would sit him on the bench. I own him in one of my leagues. I am not playing him this week. One name I have been suggesting for tight ends to pick up is the Titans, uh, Giono Smith. I've I've said, you know, if you're, you're facing that O.J. Howard injury there, maybe he's a name of because the last three weeks, pretty solid production, and the Titans, whoever the quarterback is, has been throwing to him. He didn't score a touchdown last week, but previous to that had consecutive weeks with scores. So, again, that's uh, tight end Jono Smith. I, maybe an option for you. I don't know. I'm just, at this at this part of the season, we just throw things against the board and we hope they pan out. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. Look, it's, it's, this is the great thing about fantasy. Fantasy drafts come. Football starts. The excitement is, is just at a peak. And then you get to this point in the season, and there's so many people that are out of it. <laughs> now you're just kind of like, all right, it's, you know, it's lost its luster at this point for a lot of players. Mm-hmm. The ones obviously headed towards the playoffs are still very excited about it. But, uh, you know, for me, I'm out of it in two of my leagues. And I, I'm still picking up guys and, and being competitive because that's, that's what I yes. think you should do, especially if you're playing other teams that could make the playoffs. But, I, you know, I, I don't care. I mean, I'm putting my best <laughs> lineup out there. But there's no interest in those two games. Yes, you are doing it the right way, Todd, because there are so many that will not field a competitive team or they'll leave their guys on bye weeks and then guys just get to tromp all over them and then that decides seeds going in the playoffs and then that pisses everyone off in your league almost, except for the guy that beat you basically playing a bye. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If, if you're in the tank, oh, you know, and let's be honest, if you're in the tank, you're probably not listening to this right now because no. you probably don't care. <laughs> but if you are listening and you're in the tank, kind of put your best lineup out there. We we actually instituted a a fine for people who left guys in mm-hmm. the bye weeks or, or whatever because we had that problem, and we said, look, this, this kind of takes away from the competitiveness of, of the league. So if you can't be bothered to at least put – a player in during a bye week, you're you're going to pay out of your pocket for it. We in one of my leagues, in the Keeper League, we have a no tanking policy. So if there is tanking suspected, then you are going to be punished for it. So uh, we, we do have that in fact because it was potentially an issue. Of course, it was raised by some teams, owners, and then deflected by other team owners that, no, it's not an issue. So... Yes, this is the tis the year for tanking to occur in your fantasy league, especially if you're in a keeper league and you want a better draft pick next year. So 
don't tank, please. Just yeah. just keep and it competitive. It takes, you know, it takes a minute to set your lineup, so <laughs> at least put guys in there that you think are going to be playing. I mean, it's it's not that difficult. Exactly. This is fantasy football. This isn't rocket scientist or anything. Well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to pick anybody up, whatever. I mean, I still <laughs> believe that I need to put my best lineup out there, and so I'm going to pick guys up if I need them. But, I mean, it's just <laughs> it's still try, yeah. I guess, is the message. So, again, there we go. Week 12 rundown. Again, the uh, Chiefs and Rams, the two highest scoring offenses, they are off this week. So, that's finally our last bye week we got to deal with, too. I, I almost forgot that fact. So, bye week's done after this week. But it is ironic. Uh, here's, here we go with the NFL conspiracy theory in me. Ah, the Chiefs and Rams on the same bye week. Oh, it's the final bye week of the year. I wonder who they wanted in the Super Bowl before it all started. Yeah, they planned it out, right? It had yes. nothing to do with the fact they were supposed to be playing in Mexico City on Monday night. <laughs> well, they still broadcast in Spanish or try to hear all their graphics packages in Spanish on ESPN to confuse me. So, yes, it the fix is in. That's what I'm saying. I tell you what, I would be completely fine with a Rams, Chiefs, uh, Saints, Chiefs <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, it's funny, Mike Zimmer came out today in his uh, press conference and and said that uh, you know, fifty-four to fifty-one. That's not his kind of football. If that's how it's going to be, he's, he's going to pack up and leave. And it, it's so funny because I thought it was great. I, I yeah, you could have those games every week, and I would love it. Especially in fantasy, we love it. We want more of those points. It's nothing like those wild games and wild endings and. Uh, getting those scores maybe up in the 200s in some leagues. So <laughs> nothing like that. Every game. That's going to bring the eyeballs to the TVs. Exactly. Well, Todd, again, thanks a lot for coming along for the ride. Uh, what are you having tomorrow? What's uh, Are you a uh, leg guy? What kind of turkey guy are you? I am definitely a leg guy. I okay. like the legs. I, I love stuffing. I'm going to make a little broccoli cheese rice casserole. Ooh. That's kind of the – the thing that from my childhood that I used to always enjoy at Thanksgiving, so I'll have all of that, and then I'm uh, I'm in charge of the pies. I'm the pie guy. All right, just like the Rock. What? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. What, and what about you? Uh, me? Uh, let's see. I um, I'm probably gonna maybe have some spiked eggnog, um, maybe a a bush light or two, uh, maybe a turkey, cranberries, uh, some pumpkin pie with Cool Whip, and then pass out. And, be, and if you're drinking tonight, I know when the, you know Thanksgiving Eve is a big drinking night. Drinksgiving, of the year. Yep. please get an Uber. Please get a ride home. Yes. Be smart about it. I, I don't want to be all so boxy on you, but, but be smart and uh, and have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> leave what? the leave the door unlocked for me too, and a light on. It'll help out. If you need a ride, give me a call, big boy. I'll uh, come get you. I might have to then after that. <laughs> <laughs> all right you can crash with my in-laws yeah oh thanks <laughs> that'll do it for this week's edition of the fantasy football zone again you can always follow us at draft that guy on twitter and of course the uh, daily flash briefings as well on alexa i'm pj he's um i guess i'm dad i'm todd <laughs> and we'll be back again next week here in fantasy football zone follow us on twitter at draft that guy this is the fantasy football zone 